you're depressed, where do you want to go? Cymbalta is a prescription medication. Tell your doctor right away if you're depressed. In a new direction, the Lord's forgiven you of everything in your life you don't want there, and you should stay. Your copy of America on DVD. Have your credit card ready. Found a mosque in the worst possible place. The controversy? It's only two blocks from Ground Zero. This week, Sarah Palin, up to already raucous debate, went on Twitter. Hold on, yo, sensory deception. You ain't censoring shit. My views through entertainment and news Infiltrated education, product placement in schools How I'm rocking my hat, how I'm lacing my shoes Eating the shit, the media's force feeding You got little girls leading to bulimia Believe it, bro, everyone's to blame All became a part of this, blinded by the greed We couldn't see the harm in this Artists are charging marketing offices Planting the artificial seeds and harvesting the narcissists Yo, it's sensory deception You can't sense my perception Hey yo, it's sensory deception. You can't censor my, censor my yo. Hey yo, I touch it, I taste it, I smell it, I hear it, I see it, love it, I hate it, don't want it there. I need it. It's sensory deception. You can't censor my perception. Hey yo, I touch, taste, smell, hear, see, love, hate. Yo, it's mass murder by Frankfurters and hamburgers. Supersize your suicidal pack. New arrival, uno dollar, you and swallow that. Superficial world where everything's a fallacy. High speed, hook up disconnectors from reality. All knowing Android avoidance from thinking. Jim Jones, pop, coke, poison, punch, drinking. We are at war with your Repetitive lines, hypnotized subconsciousness, rebellious rhymes, sabotage their reconnaissance. Supreme dominance over the whole populace. Hollowed out my head and filled the void with empty promises. Bionic, I'm finding it ironic. They're cutting down the truth to write lies on it. Sexual saturation, instant gratification. Consume a nation, missing imagination. Mass communication, trapped in isolation. Handful of corporations, got a grip. On all the stations, you know why? You know why? It's sensory deception. You can't censor my perception. Hey yo, it's sensory deception. You can't censor all, censor all. Hey yo, I touch it, I taste it, I smell it, I hear it, I see it, love it, I hate it, don't want it there. I need it. It's sensory deception. You can't censor my perception. Hey yo, I touch, taste, smell, hear, see, love, 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 rock, rock.
Do you have the skills that it takes to be champ? Extra tough and rugged, gonna break your face, champ. That's the kind of attitude that drives a fighter. Every fight's a battle for your life, it's not just hype. Cause the fight drives so alive, the soul of a warrior. Those who rise to glory make the crowd wanna hear your story. Clown, get your hands up, let's stand up and trade fists. Then elbows and low blows and tie kicks, then high sticks. Drop the hammer fist, yo, your ground is round. You hold your position to the bell, terminates the round. Hell's where you're found, pay-per-views where you're bound. Take abuse till you're rank. Number one fighter, pound for pound Some try to sound like they got the stuff it takes to be a champion Not to understate the rough examples Like a sense of work it takes Random samples You'll either drop for the dampening Or fight like a champion People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life and be more dog.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. That is right. With the help of other people, I offer you nothing but the truth. That's all I try to bring you. Welcome to the first 52. It is uh, Tuesday, September 27, 2016. The debate was last night. We may talk about that later on once we get James joining us. James Wood, James from the internet, will be joining us tonight. I believe he was at the debate, and we're going to discuss the debate and politics later on in the show. I mean, I don't want to blow it all out right away. It definitely was not not something I enjoyed watching. I tried. I was going to drunk tweet all night. That was my initial plan, was to just be stupid on Twitter. And I got watching it, and I got about, I don't know, a half hour into it. And nothing. I was done. I passed out. I had my Jack, half a glass of Jack, half a beer. I think more than half a beer. I couldn't even make it through it. It was so boring. It was predictable. It's not going to change my mind. I know what I'm doing. Well, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not voting for either one of those two clowns. (laughs) We'll get into some more of that as the show rolls along. Obviously, we're going to have to address uh, the the, uh, North Carolina shooting, the the Keith Scott shooting. We'll get into that. Got got definitely a a bunch of different things I want to express on my feelings on that. I've been attacked multiple times on, oh, my favorite place, social media. It's always fun to be attacked on social media. That's what they do there. That's what they like to do. But that's okay. We expect it. I think we want it. I think a lot of us thrive off of the attacks we're happy to be attacked it gives us something to be proud of what do you think do you like getting attacked on twitter if you decide to do a show obviously that's that's something that's going to happen to you uh i don't like when i see it happen to people that that have nothing to do with with uh internet radio or, or doing things like this and it's a sad it's a sad turn of events when that happens but it happens i've been you know, bamboozled 
or not bamboozled. What's the word I'm looking for? I, I've just been attacked, you know, pretty heavily by people I know, which is fine. I expect a little banter back and forth. That's what Dave and I used to do, foretold. He came and visited me this weekend. Uh, it was rather nice, rather nice to, to get to spend some time with my old co-host. We watched, uh, Friday we watched the chemtrails fly by. <clears throat> he, he didn't call in the, the, the shut off the, the spray order early enough. So we had to deal with some, some chemtrails on Friday. But Saturday was a beautiful day, spending at the beach. You guys interested in the area I live in and, and what I like to do on the weekends? You follow me. I share pictures. I got nothing to hide. I'll share you. I'll share you the beautiful views that I get to see on the weekends while I'm relaxing. Trying to, uh, to re, reestablish my sanity. You know, doing this kind of drives you a little crazy sometimes. I mean, let's be honest. There's some crazy guys out there that do this. I might be one of them. I might be a little off my rocker, but that's okay. I don't mind being off my rocker. Sometimes that's just what you have to be in order to understand the craziness uh, going on around us. I mean, because it really is uh, just ludicrous as we watch the shootings and the bombings and the the war and the the debate with these idiots that that neither one of them is is qualified to be the president. Uh, At least one of them should be in jail for for illegal uh, actions that that were done by her. The other one I just don't like and trust. And how this is what we are left with. I know we all see the memes and, and all the different things like that floating around. That Oh, this is what we're left with? How can this be? Even though I'm listening to you know the terrestrial radio here in our area. And it's still even guys that, 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 that have interviewed the third party people that have been standing up saying, I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson or Jill Stein. We're now going, well, you know, I'm left with two choices. How do we, well, I I, I ask this question all the time, rhetorically ask this question. How do we fix this? How do we get past it? I've expressed my my answer to this question multiple times. Eliminate parties. You tell me who you are. That's what it's going to take. At least in my opinion, to get this fixed. Uh, We got... The bombing that happened, we didn't, you know, that happened, I believe, uh, while we were on last week. I think it was Tuesday of last week, if I'm not mistaken. It happened while we were on Monday. I think we get to it till Tuesday. I don't know. Either way, we had the bombing to get to. Um, didn't really talk much about that. We, we, we've got the, the chance of war. Everybody's banging the war drums. Why they got to be banging the war drums? Uh, James and I are going to get into the debate mainly. Because I need somebody to tell me what happened because I fell asleep during it. Just scanning through here to see what I want to get to first. What do we want to open with? What do we want to, what do we want to start out with? Where do you think we should start? I mean, there's so many different interesting stories out there. One of them that, you know, do I want to start? No, I don't want to start there. I mean, I got to think here, guys. I had, I had a good plan, you know, put together of what I was going to do. But as I, I scan through these things, looking at them, going, man, they're all so important. Every single thing I'm staring at up here is important. Here, let's do a local story. You know, kind of, kind of going to go along with the Tulsa story. You know, we, we see actions happening. And we see people being held accountable. 
yeah. Wink News. Well, this is this is again, this is a local story. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in the chat room. If you guys want to get involved with the chat, uh, you go to uh, Mixler M I X L R dot com forward slash radio free blood. We got a chat room in there. You can listen in there also. Uh, if you want to join in and, and say hi to the people chatting. There's always good uh, good information going on back and forth there. This is out of Charlotte County, which is where I live, Charlotte County, County, Florida. It's nice to see accountability. Nice to see people recognizing the problems. Now, we're going to do some cop bashing and, and get into all the bad things later on. And, of course, this is the bad thing, but it's people being held accountable. That's that is very hard to see anymore. That that is not something that happens too often. Now it's starting to to appear to happen more often. I know there was a, a story today I read about a couple about a cop resigning prior to being terminated. Of course, they always resign prior to being terminated because then they go go move to another town, a couple towns over, maybe a county over, and get a job because they they, they resigned and weren't terminated. In the last several months, I've had uh, several deputies do some really stupid crap. The sheriff not mincing words here. Charlotte County is now down two deputies after the, uh, the department is rocked by what the sheriff considers a rash of stupidity, as he puts it. Sergeant Lance Holden, seen here, just resigned after he allegedly pushed a guy at a bar over claims about his girlfriend. Meanwhile, Deputy Anthony Nardi was just fired for allegedly stalking his girlfriend and getting violent with her. Four in your corners, Jillian Idle in Charlotte County, digging deeper into these troubling allegations, especially against Deputy Nardi. Jillian? Patrick, this is the 38-page investigative report detailing what led up to Deputy Anthony Nardi's firing. This is the community, Deputy Anthony. Well, great mixing on the audio there, guys. You really should work on that a little bit. Anthony Nardi would visit up to three uh, times a shift while working for the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. We have that on the GPS coordinates. We also found where he was using FCIC and David to run the names of some uh, male individuals that were located at his house, or her house, I'm sorry. Deputy Nardi is accused of stalking his on-again, off-again girlfriend while on duty. Evidence even shows him sending threatening text messages to her and entering her home without permission. And there was enough information provided to us where we believe that uh, violence took place as well as potential stalking. The sheriff says that potential stalking started in June and continued until the ex-girlfriend filed a trespass warning against Nardi on August 13th. That's when the sheriff's office launched an investigation into Nardi's actions and determined he violated five policies. And our members are told what is expected of them. But at the end of the day, they made a choice and now they have to live with the consequences of their choice and their actions. Deputy Nardi was placed on administrative leave August 16th, but following the investigation, the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office made his firing effective September 19th. In Charlotte County, Jillian Idle, Fox 4, in your corner. So again, it's nice to see people being held accountable, and you don't know where that could have turned to. you got this guy that, that works as a, as a sheriff's officer and, and could easily snap. We, we see uh, there was a St. Pete officer arrested for beating his girlfriend beating his wife. We know that, that cops have anger issues. That's, a, that's just part of the job, uh, part of the steroids a lot of them take. I, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying. But I like to see people held accountable. I like to see, uh, you know, the one cop that got fired they didn't really talk much about, or the, the one that resigned, he got into a bar fight literally two miles from my house. 
how can you, I mean, listen, we understand, but you as a police officer, even off duty, should be high, held to a higher standard, should, should, you know, really show and display the best at all times. Let's say you can't go out and have a couple drinks and have fun, but you should show the best at all times. So that's a, that was my positive story out of here. Now I know there's uh, some people out there. Uh, I'm trying to get with one of them. I, I actually got to go through my messaging. I've really dropped the ball recently uh, on, on getting guests on. I got a couple people looking to do shows and I, I got to get back on to uh, taking care of these people. But there's a guy that, that is a local act, activist here and, and talks bad about Sheriff Prumel. Now, I don't know. Everybody always says, uh, you know, you want to get rid of the incumbent. And I've seen some bad with the sheriffs here, but I've seen some good. So maybe he's trying at least. Maybe we can hope he's trying. Of course, the next big story of last week uh, wrapped up pretty good. You know, good, other than the fact that the guy's dead. Uh, some some information being shared about him trying to, to put him down didn't work. And we'll get into, again, the other shooting. But this is the Tulsa shooting. Five days after Tulsa police officer Betty Shelby shot and killed Terrence Crutcher, after the 40-year-old placed his hands in the air, the Oklahoma cop was charged with first-degree murder or first-degree manslaughter. Tulsa County District Attorney Steve... Ken Zweller announced the news moments ago in a press conference, which you can view here. Crutcher, this is a, a PNAC story. Crutcher, whose car had broke down in the middle of the road, was unarmed when he was shot and killed. A dash cam video, as well as video from police helicopter, cap- captured the shooting, showing Shelby fired her gun after another cop tasered the man. There is no video from the initial encounter between Shelby and Crutcher because police say her dash camera was not active since her emergency lights had not been activated. So you pull up behind the car broken down in the middle of the street and you don't activate your hazard, your warning lights, to protect yourself that you're getting out of your vehicle? I don't buy that. And no body camera video exists because the Tulsa Police Department has not purchased any, despite receiving a federal grant last year to do just that. Shelby is claiming that the suspect, Crutcher, uh, of being high, or Shelby is claiming that she suspected Crutcher of being high on PCP, which made her fear for her life. But she never mentioned that to the dispatcher when she initially confronted the man, who was standing on the side of the road near the stall's car, which was in the middle of the road. So if you're going to put something in your report, you'd think that you'd say, hey, I suspect this person is on something. I suspect there's something wrong here. Now, after they found the PCP in the car, that's when she said she suspected him of being high on PCP. Which, of course, police later claimed they they found a vial of PCP in Crutcher's car. But even if that is true, it still would not justify shooting him. True. Very true. There was no weapon in the car. So she's going to be tried. Will she go to jail will this you know be an example of you know hey i was drunk driving and i got into an accident and i killed somebody and i went to not me i'm not talking about me but i know somebody this happened to they went to jail for being 19 20 years old drunk driving and killing somebody in a car accident she lives with it every day 
She's older than me. Some of you out there might know who I'm talking about. But that's what happens. You, you, even if your actions are accidental, you should be held responsible. Why was her finger even on the trigger at that point in time? Did they not? Is it, this goes to training? Why a hairstylist, you know, gets this little bit of training or this lot of training, and the cops get this little bit of training? Why does a chef have to go to school for two, three years? Before he becomes a chef, but yet a cop, you're on the streets in 8 to 13 months. Ooh, maybe you're riding with an older guy, but we see how well that works when you got a young 11-year-old boy gunned down by a rookie cop riding with an older cop. So that didn't really work there either, did it? Maybe these guys should have to spend you know, a year or two in kind of a military academy type situation. Maybe that would make it better. I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't focus all their training on firearms and they should focus their training on other things, things that maybe uh, would prevent some of the shootings instead of hoping that somebody goes to jail for their actions. I don't want anybody to go to jail. But if you hurt somebody, you have to. You just have to. It's just the way of the world, my friends. Of course, unless, you know, you're protecting yourself or protecting others. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, yeah, we could talk about that. I don't want to do all cop right now. All right, let's get into this one. Let, let's swing it. You know what? Should I take a break first? What time is it? Twenty six. And eh, now we're not going to take a break yet. So we're going to do one more cop story. Okay, because I found this one uh, entertaining to say the least. And I had to go. I went to make sure. I, I pulled up the local story of this arrest. How this kind of thing happens is beyond me. I mean. Come on, guys. Let's be a little smarter than this. O'Reilly, Riley, 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 Riley County Sheriff's deputy was arrested on Wednesday after being found unresponsive in a wrecked patrol car. Sergeant Roger Dale Richard Jr. of Shady Spring, 41, was taken into custody by sheriff's deputies and charged with driving under the influence of a controlled substance and unlawful possession of a controlled substance. According to the criminal complaint, Deputies were initially called to investigate skid marks in the area of Liberty Gas Station Beverage Towing Yard on Ritter Drive. Upon further investigation, Lieutenant T.L. Miles discovered Richmond in his marked patrol car at the entrance of Shady Springs Middle School. During the time, deputies noticed that his front tire was completely missing and there was damage to the front bumper of the vehicle. Now, keep in mind, this is from a local NBC. NBC? Yeah, I think that's them. NBC, CBS, I don't know. One of the local. Uh, Damage for a tire missing. According to criminal complaints, blah, 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 sorry, I turned my eyes off the screen and lost her, and damage the front bumper of the vehicle. Court records show Lieutenant Miles found Richards unconscious in the front seat with a short straw lying between his legs device commonly used to ingest crushed pills and blue powdery substance all over the front seat. After Richmond was taken to Riley Riley General Hospital for an evaluation and drug screening, the complainant stated, the complaint stated, deputies discovered four Xanax pills in his cruiser. Richmond had no visible injuries, according to Sheriff Steve Tanner. He no longer works for the department. 
Below is the official news release, news release, Riley County Sheriff's Office. On August 31st, 2016, at around 1.30 a.m., deputies of the Riley County Sheriff's Office responded to a car crash on Route 19 in Shady Springs. Upon arrival, we found that Sergeant Roger Richmond had wrecked a sheriff's cruiser by hitting an embankment. Investigation led to a suspicion that Sergeant Richmond's might have been under the influence of un- of unidentified substances. After an official investigation, Sergeant Richmond was brought up, brought in to speak with Sheriff, and Richmond resigned from the sheriff's office. Again, he resigns. Why was he not? Oh, wait, he was arrested, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was arrested. So he resigned. He was immediately arrested for DUI, first offense, and possession of a Schedule Four controlled substance. How is Riddle, how is, how is Xanax a Schedule Four? And weed is a Schedule One? Really? That's just crazy. Craziness, I say. Bat shit craziness. I can't even buy that one. That's just, it's stuff like that, guys. It's, it's those, those kinds of, of things that you just have to question about. You have to be, what the heck? Are you kidding me? That's a schedule four. Unreal. Ah, makes no sense at all, my friends. No sense at all. All right, you're listening to the first 52. I'm going to take my first break here. James will be joining me at 7 o'clock. We'll get into the election. We'll get into the North Carolina shooting. When we come back, uh, we'll talk some some about uh, Damascus, Damascus and and Russia and, and maybe the Middle East. Uh, I've got a bunch of different things here, things that aren't really being talked about. I just want to throw them out. You guys can do some research into them. I learned of them today, so I haven't got to research them fully. But these are things that we're not discussing as we're watching uh, Charlotte burn, as we're watching uh, you know, this crazy bomb. Oh, we didn't get in the bomber. Yeah, I got to get in the bomber, too. We'll definitely talk about that. First52RazRadioLive.com. Guys, sit tight. You know how it works. If I can find my mouse here, I would go to a commercial or a break. But I can't find my mouse. But now I've got it. I'll be back. Stay with us. You're going to be all right. Look at me. Hey. Hey. Ah, you're going to be all right. Don't worry about it. Doc's going to take care of you, all right?
so we'll never run and cower As long as we're united, we're never overpowered All that really matters, how we live our final hour
Um. Just Raz? Yes. Saras. Raz? The first 52. Saras. Raz? Live Tuesday nights. Saras. Raz? Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry white guy radio. His point of view is different. It's the first 52. Angry white guy radio. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. The first part of the, like, Constitution. This is the best you got? Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry white guy radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m. RazRadioLive.com. RadioFreeBlood.com. Generals masquerade as your doctor Pills become bullets and they poison your water A pharmaceutical army built to slaughter Till men in mass come for your wife and your daughter Whoa, now what? Here they come for the guns And God and demons disguised as priests and nuns Time to run with no place to go Except Honduras with a man called Forto Jones Skull and bones invade the skies with robot drones Check the infrared radar for UFOs Silver and gold Behold the weather's controlled By genetically modified hybrid clones Built in bunkers with subjects under mind control Injected and I'm served in the combat zone Now come on It's the chemtrails, guys It's the government lies It's the poison in the water Then the media Olympics in Vancouver, and the torch is heading across Canada right now, and already in BC, they're lighting torches going, we're waiting! <laughs> Come on, you folks, just came from Capitol Hill. Come on down, where do you go? <laughs> How are you, my friends? Get, grab some seats. You were caught in... What? Oh, that's your old boss. Did you fuck him? 
Sorry. Okay. Not an inappropriate question to ask in Washington. No. And he's going, no, no. She was just a page. It's okay. And it's weird. In California this summer, all the state parks caught on fire, which was sad because these parks are full of weed. It's bad news. It's like even the guys fighting the fires are like, <laughs> oh my God, make another rainbow, Tommy. Oh my God. Even Smokey the Bear is going, only you can... <laughs> Shit, I knew this. <laughs> and California weed is kick-ass fucking weed. This is weed that even Jamaicans go, oh, don't smoke that weed, man. <laughs> it's California catatonic. It's a type of weed you hit it and it's like, fuck. <laughs> Shit. I'm not doing something. <laughs> What is it? All right, breathe. Oh. And you get so stoned, you end up sitting on your couch for a week to the point where your cat's going, get up, you asshole. I've been eating my own shit for the last two days. I know mellow, but this is fucking ridiculous. And if they legalize it, they're going to have to regulate it, and they're going to have to put a warning on a box of joints. It's going to have to say, Surgeon General has determined... This will make your music awesome. <laughs> Even Yanni. <laughs> and if you thought you enjoyed cartoons before, <laughs> like, hey. and if they're going to have ads, they're going to have ads, and it'll be like, instead of the Marlboro Man, it'll be the Mendocino Man. It'll be a cowboy in the back of a horse going, shit, am I thirsty, goddamn. <laughs> Even the horse will be going, I don't know where the fuck I am. God damn, I got a little cotton mouth here, God damn it. Or as needed. Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from Info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Uh. Back to the first of two, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. That is Tuesday night, September 27th. We got a lot more we're going to talk about. I mean, a, a whole lot more. I want to get into some of what's going on in the world. What, what, what we really need to worry about. And we watch... <laughs> I play that weed thing because I want to make sure we talk about here in Florida, many states. Go figure out what your state's doing because they want to legalize marijuana, whether it be recreational, whether it be medical, whether it be decriminalized. Get behind it, poor toad. Just because you won't get it doesn't mean you shouldn't allow it available for people who want it, my friend. Keep that in mind. Got about 20 or about 15 minutes before James, jo- James joins us. So we're going to do a quick uh, in and out here. And then we'll do a full hour, you know, the full full to the end. Fill your cup with with the best. Or, I don't fold yours. I forget that commercial. Uh, so anyway, I played the Robin Williams because I want to make sure everybody supports their amendments in their state or their, their voting section. You know, I'm not going to be voting for president. I don't have 
anybody there. I might write myself in. I might write a friend in. I don't know. I might wait, write my kid in. But the point is, there's other things that we need to, to, to make sure we're participating in. Look at your local stuff. Check your sheriffs. Check the things that matter to you and your family and the lives around you. Oh, man, I had a coffin fit there. Sorry. So just think about it. Think about it. All right, let's get rid of that. Enough stupidity with the music. Sorry, you know, I like to play around when we come back in. I want to get, though, to the subject at hand. The thing that I really want to touch on before Mr. James Woods joins us. I want to get into this bombing in in New York. The guy setting off some some uh, some pressure cooker bombs, a couple of pipe bombs, all along the East Coast between Florida. I mean, between New York and New Jersey. I've got people that I've seen commenting, talking about how there was nothing in in Seaside Heights. It was all just a bunch of crap. So I I don't know what to believe, and and I never claim to to know everything. I, I far from know everything. Excuse me, I, didn't, I was going to mute my mic, but I realized there was nothing playing, and I didn't want you guys to be listening to nothing as I cough here. So I saw this article come across on September 21st, and it's titled, Why Didn't the FBI Stop the New York Bombing? Well, obviously, that caught my eye. Why didn't they? Isn't that what we're spending you know, millions and millions of dollars a year isn't that why we created the Department of Homeland Security and put everybody working together underneath this one department so that we could stop these terrorist attacks? Wasn't that the whole plan behind it? If I'm not mistaken, that's what it was. That was the whole idea. That was the whole plan. That's why 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 we needed these organizations. <coughs> Excuse me. Goodness. I don't know what got in there. Let's try this. Hold on. Let me... Open that up. Ah, Let's rinse this down here for a sec. All right. See if that stops the coughing. So why didn't the FBI stop the New York bombings? Let me get close here. So let's really get into this. All right. We're going to discuss this one. The FBI is the government agency in charge of investigating terrorism. But the Bureau has been criticized for falling or failing to thwart a series of terrorist attacks in recent years in Boston, Orlando, Florida, Garland, Texas, and now New York. In each of those cases, the person suspected of carrying out the attack had been investigated previously by the FBI. The latest case involves a, I hate Muslim name, sorry guys, Ahmed Khan Rahami, 28, who was charged with setting off bombs in New York and New Jersey. Why wasn't the FBI able to prevent the attack by arresting those now believed to be responsible? Well, I mean, that's a logical question, right? I mean, a logical question. None of these people in those cases had broken the law or given a clear indication that they intended to kill. The FBI is not allowed to conduct open-ended investigations without justification. Traveling to Pakistan or Afghanistan or expressing admiration for Osama bin Laden or the Islamic State could put someone on the FBI's radar, but none are illegal. 
The FBI cannot jail someone without evidence of a crime and must follow extensive guidelines that are intended to protect privacy and civil liberties. All right, that's things we want protected. I would absolutely agree with that. James P. Comey, the FBI director, is fond of reminding the public of the FBI's checkered past and what happens when the rule of law is not followed. He keeps a copy on his desk's desk of the Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy's approval to wiretap the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., a move that later brought shame to the Bureau. So why or what can the FBI do to prevent an attack? <clears throat> a lot in some cases, a lot in some cases, but that is not always enough. After Omar Mati fatally shot 49 people in the Orlando nightclub in June, Mr. Comey revealed that the FBI had investigated Mr. Mati beginning in 2013. At the time, the Bureau opened a preliminary investigation after Mr. Matty Mat- uh, told co-workers he had family ties to Al-Qaeda, was a member of Hezbollah, and wanted to die a martyr. All right, now, first of all, why would you even tell anybody that, even family? If that's your intention, why would you say that? I mean, you would write it down. You would have documentation of it. But would you really go tell your family this? The FBI used confidential informants to determine whether Mr. Uh, Matty, Mateen, sorry, I know I keep saying it wrong, Mateen was a terrorist and placed him on a watch list. All right. So in 2013, he was placed on a watch list. A preliminary investigation has a limit of six months, but it was extended another four in in Mr. Mateen's case. But the Bureau failed to find evidence that he was plotting an attack or had connection to an overseas terrorist group. Even though his father was involved with the Afghanistan presidential elections and uh, had had high up people that he worked with, that that, that shouldn't be a thing to worry about. Shouldn't shouldn't, you know, maybe allow you to to, to pay attention to this person a little longer. In an interview with reporters after Orlando shooting, Mr. Comey said about the case, we are also looking to lock, look, let me try that again. We are also going to look hard at our own work to see whether there is something we should have done differently. So far, the honest answer is, I don't think so. Okay, how about stopping the attack? Attacks don't just happen without discussion and chatter about these attacks. In a failed plot last year to attack an exhibition of cartoonists depicting the uh, Prophet Muhammad in Garland, Texas, one of the attackers was already under full investigation. Yet the FBI was unaware that the attackers had obtained guns and traveled across the country. The police killed both men before they carried out their plans. So again, more people who were being watched and they were unaware of their travelings and purchasing of weapons. Will we pay you for again? Did the FBI miss anything in investigating Mr. Rahimi? That question will linger for months. Representative Michael McCall, Republican of Texas and chairman of the House Committees on Homeland Security, has already said 
he wants to review the FBI's handling of the case. Law enforcement officials believe agents did not miss anything. After Mr. Mr. Rahami stabs his brother during an August 2014 dispute in New Jersey, where the family lives, the local police interviewed Mohammed Rami, the father, and he told investigators that Ahmed might be involved in terrorism. The police passed that information. The FBI led joint task force, or led FBI led joint terrorism task force in New in Newark. That promoted an assignment which can last 90 days. 90 days. So if they don't figure out you're a terrorist in 90 days, then eh, you're good. And is the most basic of Bureau investigations. It allows the use of informants, limited physical surveillance, mining database, and conducting interviews. Members of the task force repeatedly interview Mohammed uh, Rami and spoke with others who knew a knew his son. The FBI did not interview Rami himself, who was jailed after the stabbing and closed the case the following month. Stab your brother. Your father says you're a terrorist or you like terrorists. And your case is closed and nothing's done. Okay. Uh, it is unclear why the FBI did not seek out Mr. Rami, but an interview alone does not always identify a future criminal. In 2011, the FBI received information from Russian officials that uh, the, the Charnovs, <coughs> Charnov brothers were uh, douchebags, and they didn't do anything about that. So, uh, What happens when a parent like Mohammed Rami calls the FBI concerned about a child? Okay, that's a fair enough question. If I call and say, hey, I think my son is, uh, you know, wants to, to do some terrorist, terrorism, you know, can you check into him? What, what do they do? Sometimes agents investigate the warning and close the case. In other instances, they take action. In May, the parents of a young man in Queens told the authorities that their 18-year-old son, Ranbir Singh-Surkel, had threatened family members. After the parents gave officers consent to search the home, members of an FBI ter terrorism task force found a handgun, several magazines, and 118 rounds of ammunition. They also found a note that discussed killing police officers. <laughs> the FBI charged Mr. Schlangley in June with buying a gun in Ohio, using fake identification, transporting it to New York. That kind of sounds like... Uh, 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 is it me or have they completely put Operation Gladio into effect? Is our country under the actual operation right now? Is that is that what's going on here? Is all this stuff? We got the mall guy. I mean, I'm not even up on all of them. I try to be. What is going on? There's something up here. Is it fair to ask, uh, always ask if the FBI is at fault? Uh, well, yeah, if you don't do your job, which your job is to, and really, I don't even know if the FBI falls into this job. I mean, if you think about the true, I, I guess yes, but I guess I don't think, it's kind of confusing if you think about it. I mean, truth, truthfully, Think about it. 
I was always under the impression that the FBI's job was to, to investigate um, crimes done by large businesses and by large organizations within the U.S. Then you have the DOJ, which would handle different things. And then we have the Department of Homeland Security now, which <clears throat> job should be to to watch the terrorists, keep the terrorists in line. Doesn't look like anybody's keeping the terrorists in line. Uh, I think we, I think us crazy conspiracy guys know why these these events have been allowed to happen. Know why they don't stop them because they need them. They can't stop them because they want them. Without them, they don't they don't get to advance their their agenda. Things don't work the way they want them to work without these. These events, it just seems like they're ramping them up. It seems like, it seems like there's more and more every day. Or are they telling us more? I, there's just so much going on. I, I hope one day, I really hope one day we can get to where everything isn't quite as crazy. Where we can live happy in peace and harmony. Just like the good old days. each other mothers and brothers then we blame it on the man say you gotta do it all for the struggles i'm asking the g for a better day to fill the world with peace no pain for days shout out to all the lights still shining cause the weight of the world can pull the wool over your eyes let's ride
What's your name again? John Reyes. Four Toad and Lexi. So I mentioned Four Toad? Sure. Four oh. Dave. Dave. Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz, Four Toad and Lexi. You know, I think that's how my shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. Hey, this is Steve from the Chocolate Drop, and if you haven't heard the show lately, here's a little bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. Oh, 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 God damn. You see how Steve gets down right? Steve's wicked. You <laughs> see, he's wicked, Steve. I slap you again. I don't, there ain't no cameras in here. Um, I, like I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know, somebody black to complain. <laughs> and they call me a racist. The back of the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock. Um, I don't like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> she ate a rubber glove and she had to have her dog. <laughs> insane. It was absolutely insane. Um, I don't like that. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. RazRadioLive.com and Salty Talk Radio. We talk about wheat. I just wanted to take the time. Take the time. Write this to you myself because I think you get a bum rap. People always got something negative to say about you, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, you guys do a great job. We should be more appreciative. Appreciative. Believe people say you a hater just because we call for help and you came an hour later. Maybe you was extra busy stopping criminal acts. Some even said you pull people over because they black. All of y'all do a great job keeping your scope on us. And I refuse to believe you would plant some dope on us. They had to be wrong if you busted in their residence. They even lied and said you created fictional evidence. I gotta commend how you handle situations. Shot a youngster, beat his mama, and got a paid vacation. I know it's hard. Being you, so why would they question? In everything you do, we know it's all for our protection. Passing through our neighborhoods, spying at night. Some consider it harassment and denying our rights. You had to have a good reason for attempting to hurt us. Cause I know that y'all would never ever do it on purpose. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your
tickets you wrote for me cost it over a grand Didn't think that I was speeding, but you got me because And since I know you wouldn't tell a lie, I guess that I was Kinda struggling, so to not pay them is threatening my freedom Thanks for showing up to court to make sure I didn't beat them And we don't make it easy when we see y'all coming Instead of just letting you beat us, we be struggling and running I know you hate it when we make you have to use that stick Sorry. And by the way, the taser and that pepper spray did the trick I'm still walking funny, hope my vision kicks back in I know that I was wrong, sir, I'll never jaywalk again Somebody told me you was jealous cause their car was brand new I said the police jealous? That can never be true Maybe one day I can be as clever as you You care about us, so you monitor whatever we do Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Pardon me, Mr. Policeman. These cuffs are cutting off the blood flow to my hands. It's amazing how you kicked that dude all in his face and beat the case, even though they had it all on tape. I know you love the people in the hood. How could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't understand why people accuse you of hate. I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one, beating the brainless. That 65-year-old woman must have really been dangerous. Cleaning up the streets is your top priority You qualify for this, why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Massive sinkhole opens up under a mosaic facility in Polk County. It's caused millions of gallons of what officials are calling slightly radioactive water to leak into the Florida aquifer. Don't get uptight, overreactive. It's only slight. Slightly radioactive, slightly radioactive. Just get some ice, turn on the faucet. It's only slight. Slightly radioactive, slightly, slightly radioactive. Slightly, slightly, slightly radioactive. My mind is active. Uh, all right, guys, welcome back to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. I want to thank uh, Love to Love Sponge and Manson for putting that song together, point out a problem we're having right down here in Florida. I want a girl with extensions in her hair, bamboo earrings, at least two. Now that we've got that aquifer that collapsed right underneath Monsanto, or not Monsanto, Mosaic down here, and it's leaked all that water. All that water, and it's not really something people are talking about. So 
it's nice to see a mainstream you know group do something to really point that out so Bubba Love Sponge every morning that's my my guilty pleasure and I love what they do so I, I want to make sure I talk about who did that you got to give credit where it's needed my friends speaking of giving credit where it's needed and you know I love having a different side a, a different viewpoint you know a lot of times when I have James on we agree on most of everything we discuss, so it, it's not really a big deal. But James Woods, James from the internet, uh, you guys have heard him here on the show before. He's, he's not a stranger to the show. So, James, how you doing, brother? Uh, you know, I'm I'm still recovering from watching that uh that two car accident that was on TV last night. You know, I tried. I I was going to get like really drunk and just drunk tweet, but it was so boring. I fell asleep before I even finished any of my alcohol. It was really just a sad, a sad event. Then, then you are far better off for the night you had than the one that I did. I assure you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the, the the there's two things I want to get on with you, and that's the debate first, and then the North Carolina shooting. Oh, sweet. This should be tons of fun. Yeah, those are the two things I want to touch. So I want to start with the debate, though, because, I mean, why not start with the shit first? The the worst part of it, the worst story. I mean, these guys, it was pitiful. Uh, the the way it just, I just, I couldn't even watch it. It was, it was sad. It was, it was disgusting. Your opinion. Uh, you know, the general overview was kind of like watching two eight-year-old children with like those ridiculous oversized puffy boxing gloves on and they're just kind of like swinging at each other trying to get at the last piece of cake it was oh it was horrible and keep in mind like i was out in front i actually went to cover a whole bunch of different things that were going on at the debate right so i was you know i i hauled ass out of new york city at like noon to go and i was out there for like eight hours before i got home and tuned into the debate so you know it's not like i was in a real good mood to start with after that and <laughs> Boy, it just kept going downhill, and you're watching, and you're like, Justin, you think it can't get wor- like any worse? It gets worse. So what was, um, as you because you went up and you covered the people hanging out outside and everything, right? Oh, yeah, that was, that was just a freaking carnival of sadness. Yeah, so give me some of the details about that. Like, what did you, what did you encounter? What was the biggest thing you encountered, or the, or the uh, what stands out in your mind the most, the biggest, craziest story that you saw? I, you know, it's probably the amount of security. And, uh, you know, earlier in the year, I covered, I covered a bunch of the Democratic debates, a couple of the Republican debates. You know, I went to New Hampshire and Las Vegas, you know, traveled around. And security was, was you know, average for, for, you know, a debate where you have to go beforehand and get security or press credential. And, uh, and then a few months back, I went to the RNC and the DNC in Cleveland and Philly, and it was a lot lot more militant they were splitting up roads into grids and creating access points and you know it, it it was it was very much you know hunger games keeping people in the sectors like kind of creepy right so when we rolled up to the debate last night you know we figured it would be fairly chill and it was worse than the rnc and the dnc like they took the, the largest road on long island and just blocked it off for like three miles in every direction and erected like these big 12-foot standalone riot fences all up and down and and they kept everything sectored off, and you know, a massive overabundance of police. You know, there was going to be some issue, and, and of course, the largest issue is is you know people straight or come to exercise free speech, and then there's, there's a ton of police, and it you know aggravates the situation, and everybody gets pissed off. So it's really like the uh, 
the philosophy of nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. Like, if there was no police presence and minimal police gates, people nothing would, would mill around outside, hold their signs, and then go home. Right, exactly. You know, and it's funny you say that, because I grew up, uh, you know, right outside of, of uh, Philadelphia. So I know a lot about Philly and the, and the area there. And when they, when I was watching when the uh, DNC was there in Philly, and they were talking about shutting down Broadway. If you're not from the, the Philadelphia region, you wouldn't understand how big of a deal that is, because that is the the the, the most uh, the, the busiest strip in that re, in that area of Philadelphia. You know, Broadway is like the main thing that goes through Philly, and and to shut that down the way they did with the same thing, the fencing and all that. Now you're saying it's it was even worse uh, up in up in this area now. Yeah, and especially considering that you know the 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 RNC. You know, the original thought was there was going to be 50,000 people in mass chaos and mass hysteria. And this is like a soft, vanilla presidential debate in New York, which is a state that, you know, no matter what happens, Hillary Clinton's going to carry by like 16 points. Um, again, it's just like massive overkill. It's more uh, uh, having a big show of force for the sake of having a show of force. Like the for anybody outside. The, the debate itself became almost ancillary to, to what was going on in their immediate vicinity because it was just insanely over the top. All right, so let, let's get to the meat of the debate. We understand that it was crazy in the, in the, uh, in the town there and that they set up all these... these uh, I'm, it was it the same fencing as in Philly? Yeah, it was those uh, the portable 12-footers that have the stands on the bottom, not like the little... Uh, not the little crowd gates they put up. Like, they had crowd gates, but then they had a, a tier of the, the 12-foot sectionals, which is when I look at it and, and I think, oh, Alex Jones people would call these theme offenses. It was those. Okay. See, all right, let's get to the meat of the debate because I've got a lot of things I want to kind of – I fell asleep during it, so it's going to be a little bit of work here to really good, have me remember it all. but. But what was the biggest thing in the debate that that stood out to you? Do you think Hillary won? Do you think uh, Trump won? Do you do you not care who won? I mean, we don't really care who won, honestly. You're voting for who, if anybody? Uh, well, as far as who won or lost, I can tell you that nobody won and America lost. Okay. Uh, as far as who I'm voting for, I mean, at this point, I'm endorsing Giant Meteor. <laughs> so you're not playing the game. Is that what you're saying? It comes, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's if I got to choose between an unemployed game show host who sounds like a fascist and a fascist who sounds like an unemployed game show host, like, you know, the process is already screwed beyond all hope. I mean, I, in theory, I guess I would vote for uh, I'd vote for Gary Johnson, horrible libertarian, horrible choice for the libertarian ticket. But if you want to complain about two party politics being an issue in the country and then you vote for one of the two, you're kind of not helping. Yeah, and, and, and if honestly, if everybody votes for a third party, regardless of what the third party is, and it gets enough numbers, that third party is automatically on the ballot in every state, invited to every single televised They debate. get more money. It's federal campaign funding. Right. So, so if, you're, if, if, if you agree that just the two-party system in general is, is stifling you know, any sort of, of democracy or freedom, then the least you can do instead of sitting around and going, I'm not voting for none of them, is go out and, I mean, even if you vote for, you know, Jill Stein, the one percenter who always runs for, you know, office and never gets more than one percent of the vote, vote Green Party, vote Libertarian, just whatever you do, don't, you know, don't vote for a Republican or a Democrat because you're falling for, like, some horrible marketing scam, 
you know, well, I'm more America than this one. Well, you know, I'm, I'm less psychotic than this one. Like, that's <laughs> honestly the best you've got going for you. I ain't getting off my couch to go flip a lever for you. That's insane. Out of the four top uh, candidates, which would be obviously the two idiots that we had to watch last night, um, um, uh, Gary Johnson and Jill Stein, I would choose Stein based on my beliefs. Now, Johnson lost me with the TPP. That that's where uh, I I just couldn't I couldn't believe that he even supported it. I mean I understand why I guess he did, but it's it didn't make sense to me that he could stand for something like that. I uh, I I think I think his thing with trade packs probably goes back to his time in New Mexico being a border state during the uh, the economic transition after NAFTA kicked in. Right. Um, you know, we, we tend to look at politics in a vacuum. You know, you can you know, look at Hillary supporting, you know, voting support for the war like 10 years ago and scream and lose your shit about it and go, you know, oh, my God, she's horrible. Yes, she's horrible. She's horrible for a slew of reasons. Being being somebody who's an elected representative of people in New York who, you know, watched the towers drop and people in New York said, we want to vote for war. In essence, she did her job. She, you know, she... She listened to her constituents and and she voted based on what they wanted, and that's that's ultimately what an elected representative's supposed to do. So so I, I tend to not look at, at individual moves and go, oh well, this candidate is un, you know unelectable because they voted once for something that I don't agree with because it's really short sighted in the realm of of politics in a larger bubble. How about the fact that Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, the Clinton family has lived off of politics for at least thirty six years now? They've they've gotten They've gotten paid. One of the two of them have been paid by the by the U.S. citizens or citizens of states for for thirty six years. Is this really what we want to uh, introduce into our system? And and listen, keep in mind, I am not pro any of them. I, I don't want either one of them. All right. So think about that. You have these two people for thirty six years have been in the system, getting paid by us. Well, shit, Strom Thurmond was on the public payroll for about a century. So, uh, you know, they, they, this isn't anything new. I mean, granted, now you're talking about a whole family. But, but again, there's, you know, how many people with the last name of Bush have, have pulled a paycheck off the government? Like, this shit's been going on forever. Like, we, we, we had more freaking, you know, Kennedys in public office over the last 50 years than we got choices of subs at a subway. So what is your? What do you think is going to be the October surprise? Because you said the Bush name, and I, you know, I really strongly believe that uh, that Bush was going to be in this election. I strongly believe that. So, is there? Is there? Uh, what do you see an October surprise, or what is it? If if it is, uh, the only surprise would be either Hillary accidentally shedding her human skin suit on camera, <laughs> or. Or somebody in the media actually talking about Donald Trump being a tax-avoiding rapist. Um, other than that, it, it's going to be what it is now. It, it's all puffery and smokescreen. At the end of the day, it comes down to who's going to carry two of the three big swing states, which is you know Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Florida. And frankly, anything above and beyond those small three things is all puffery and theater. It is so funny you said the, the Hillary suit thing because I tweeted that last night about Hillary's the Hillary suit is falling off I actually tweeted that last night during the debate so for you to make that characterization also it's just funny you know because you you might think that this is actually going on 
Yeah, well, unfortunately, I, I must have missed it. I was on all night uh, enjoying all the how much cocaine is Donald Trump doing. Oh, see? I did that one, too. Uh-uh. So, so I was kind of off on a tangent kind of watching it. Um, you know, it's, it's, there are very little surprises left. You know, the, the real time for surprises would have been, you know, some kind of end around at the DNC for Bernie or the RNC locking Trump out and picking Jeb Bush, who was obviously their initial party candidate. It was the one... You know, he raised $170 million before the election started and then just fucking nosedived. You know, that would have been the time for surprises. At this point, this is when, you know, party leadership has met behind closed doors. You know, they've said, well, which old nag are we going to run to the to the finish line? And they picked it, and now they're backing it. So short of someone keeling over, which, you know, with, with Hillary and, and her recent history of not being able to walk up six stairs, <laughs> anything's possible, but... Above and beyond that, I think the, the only surprise is going to be if Donald Trump actually freaking wins. That's, that's the, the only surprise that could possibly happen. All right, here's something I've been comparing for year, for well over a year. This, I didn't start saying this when other people were saying it. I've always made this comparison of, of and we might have talked about it. I don't know if, if we've done a show in the past year, year and a half. But I've always compared Trump's rhetoric to 1920-30 Hitler. Not, 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 not the Jewish-killing Hitler, but the, the pre-Jewish-killing Hitler. I've always compared his rhetoric to the same thing. It, it sounds very much the same, and then you hear him dropping the, uh, the uh, increase the, the pat-downs, the, 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 the stop-and-frisks, you know, to try to control the police brutality problem. So... To, does that follow along that same line of of the Hitler-esque type of, of speech? I mean, I, I don't think you can, you know, you can avoid just how much, you know, nationalism there is in, 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 in you know, Trump rhetoric. And, and obviously that's a dangerous slope. And, you know, the reason why you have to talk about, you know, pre, pre-Nazi Hitler and post-Nazi Hitler is because it's only a hop, skip, and a junk from, you know, nationalism to you know, some really, really horrible atrocity in the name of nationalism. Right. Um, and, and, and honestly, you know, like, I, I'm not a fan of partisan politics. I, I'm not a fan of the system. Uh, a lot of me wants to vote for Donald Trump, even as a, as a giant fuck you to the, to the machine. And the only thing that's keeping me from doing it is I, I get a lot of friends who are, you know, who are, who are black, who are Latino, who are Muslim. And, and, you know, they got kids who are, you know, in school and walking around the streets and they're like, Every single day that Trump gets this much coverage, it's making racism that much more acceptable, and it's making it that much more frightening for these people. And and it's the only reason why I can't support Trump, or else I'd be walking around with a you know each middle finger up in the air, flicking the lever, you know, laughing my ass off like a lunatic. Well, and you know, I kind of I kind of agree with you on that because there are uh, multiple points that that Trump talks about that I can't say you're wrong. Uh, there, there's multiple other ones that I can. I'm not a warmonger. I don't believe in just going and, and, and destroying and killing and bombing and this and that. So there are some, some, he is bringing up great points. He is bringing up great, um, things that Ron Paul had brought up, that Gary Johnson brings up, that Jill Stein brings up. You know, all these people, uh, do good things. And I've always said that if Trump is true, if Trump is is true to what he says, we'll see uh, like a Reagan-esque 
style try to, hey, you're going to go with us, and then if that doesn't work, an assassination. That's my personal, you know, I'm a conspiracy guy. I never deny that. But think of it. How else are they going to control it? I mean, you know, you know, I rock a little less tinfoil than you do. And, yeah, and I know. That's good. It, it makes for interesting radio. Um, you know, I, on the offshoot that Trump wins, and again, you know, you're talking about three states at this point. He's probably going to carry Ohio. It's now, you know, pretty much to can Hillary take Florida and Pennsylvania? I mean, that's how close we are to a Trump. Hillary race. can't take Florida, first of all. That won't happen here in Florida. I live in Florida. I know what I see around here. You know, I've got guys with, with and I live in a rich area where I live in Florida and I've got guys with trailers with big Trump things that they park, drive around the town and park in all different sections of the town. So I wish we could have got the same results for Paul four years ago that I'm seeing for Trump right now, especially in my region. You know, Paul, Paul runs into the same issue that Gary Johnson runs issue that Rand Paul runs into, which is uh, when you're, when you're, Constantly saying that you got a foot planted in each ideology, no matter what you do, you eventually end up alienating one of them, speaking too heavily amongst the other. You know, like, Rand Paul can't turn around and say he's a libertarian and then vote to, you know, legislate Jesus and vaginas. It's, True. it's, and, and then so, so now who have you pissed off? Have you pissed off your liberty people? Have you pissed off, you know, your, your core base Christian Republicans? Uh, you can't, you can't serve that many masters effectively. I, of course, I wish it was Ron Paul, too, instead of Donald Trump, but I think Donald Trump is really a result of just how pissed off and how frustrated people are with the system that it sucks so badly that the clown car filled with 12 people who have government experience and a billion dollars in funding, they pick the unemployed game show host. But think, I, of, it, think of this. That shows the, 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 the problem with the people of this nation. Think about how small-minded we are that we end up literally – with a guy that was involved with pro wrestling, you know, 500 years earlier than idiocracy, but we actually have somebody who is, like you said, a, 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 a reality TV host, a game show host, and, and was involved with wrestling and things like that as we move forward in this future. Now, you had brought a, a term up, and last week I had discussed these terms, and one of them was the term you brought up. So I want to know your interpretation of these three terms and if there is a difference between the three. You ready for him? Hit, uh, hit me. All right. Patriotism, nationalism, and statism. Oh, wow. That's really good. That, that's uh, Those are fine points of distinction between them. Um, you know, patriotism, I think, definitely speaks more towards... Uh, a focus on on an ideology, on the marketing, on the uh, sort of sort of the the bigger than myself concepts. You know, uh, it, in, in you know the technicality is is that if you're truly a patriotic person, that you would actually hold uh, the country, you would hold the United States of America in higher regard than yourself. You would literally die for your country. That's that's what a patriot would willingly do. Uh, nationalism speaks more towards just the belief portion of an ideological system. So if, if you're a nationalist, um, you know, you, you really want, you know, white, conservative, you know, Americans, even though being a nationalist in America means that, you know, you're down with the Constitution and the, and the 
you know, Declaration of Independence, rights, so. all of which fly into the face of what you're saying you're down with when, when, when you're, you know, just slathering yourself in nationalism. And I think nationalism probably leaves the, the, the largest, you know, vacuum for hypocrisy and the largest vacuum to step off the side into something bad, i.e. your, your Hitler comparison. Could, could we say and, NASCAR and football? Oh, definitely NASCAR and football, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right in that hole. And then, uh, of course, the, the worst of the three are, are, are the statists. And, you know, with, with the statists, these are people that it doesn't matter what the nation is. It doesn't matter about their patriotism. They're more concerned about order than what is sacrificed and what's given away to maintain that order. And those are scary people. Those, are, they, those might be the, the most frightening because they're the ones that are impossible to talk to because they've just like they, they flip the autopilot switch on. And they're just following the little yellow arrows on the floor and walking around in the path. <laughs> yeah, that is, I think the status is the scary, scariest one. Uh, I think we need to find the happy medium between patriotism and nationalism. Uh, I, I think you should believe in your country. You should believe in, in what your country stands for. Uh, and you should believe in your government. Unfortunately, as the great buzzard Bob would say, uh, you know, he, he loves his country, but he hates his government. You know, that's what he'll always tell you, which is, that's great. I, I can agree with that. I mean, I served in, the, in this military for this nation. Uh, I know many of people that did. And I know a lot of those people probably wouldn't stand for what we're seeing uh, currently in this, in this world that we live in with these, with these police shootings. Now, there was a big debate that uh, I got into on my Facebook page. And we're going to move into the, to the North Carolina shooting right now. But there was four or uh, one, two, three, four, uh, five other people shot and killed by police that day. And they were all white. And everybody's spouting this story uh, all over the Internet. I think this is where we got engaged at, I, I think. I know there was one of the ones that involved the, the North Carolina shooting, which got us engaged for this, this week. But, but this one, I shared it, and I said they all deserved it. And it was five white guys. All got shot by police that day. Do you know the story I'm talking about that everybody wants to spout out? I actually saw a part of it fly through in my feed today. And, and honestly, it's not, you know, you'd like to think that that's the exception. But in all honesty, that's the norm. You know, for every one shooting that, that gets all this national attention, there are 10 that you don't even hear about that are a byline in a local publication that never get picked up by national. Well, see, my my issue with this story, though, and and... Here's where it gets hinky, and I had it pulled up, and I put it down again, damn it. Um, all four, all five of these guys either literally pulled guns on cops or holding people hostage. Like, like they were doing the worst of the worst, completely obvious, no argument at all. Not, you know, sitting in a car, uh, rolling a joint, if that's allegedly what happened, because that came out five days later. It's kind of funny how the weed came out. Um, after they, they had to change the story. So here's my take. What, on the North Carolina thing, real fast, here's my take. Uh, they originally claimed that they had to um, approach this gentleman because they saw him get out of his car with a handgun. Uh, they figured most people in America would go, yep, yeah, that's, that's right, that's okay, you should be able to do that. They all forgot that in North Carolina it's an open carry state, which means stepping out of the vehicle with a handgun in your hand really isn't warning investigation by police. 
I, I think we can probably agree on that for the most part. Maybe totally, man. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not New York liberal afraid of guns. I'm I know I know, know that totally down with two A. All right, I just want to make sure we're. I want to. I'm trying to share why I think this has changed because when they released the video, which really doesn't show much to me. I mean, I I don't see much in there that can prove or disprove whether he had this gun at the time. When they release this video, they then claim that the reason they approached him to begin with was because of exposed marijuana in the vehicle, which is changing their story from the initial story. And that's where I start having a little bit of a problem with this. Now, are you are we on the same track there? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I literally research hundreds of these a year now because it's just, you know, in the wheelhouse of that's the work sad. I'm doing. So it's it's I, I probably have a, a more detailed and much more depressing view of it than you do. <laughs> and when I say that's sad, I don't mean that's sad that that's what you're doing. It's sad that you can do that. It's 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 horrible, but you know it. it I started doing what I do, you know, five six years ago now, with the, you know, the the overarching thought that there's there's so many so much screwed up crap that goes on and nobody knows about it. That you know, there, there's seven billion people with voices, and there aren't enough megaphones to go around, and and so that was you know my whole goal with with covering these events and, and protests and actions, you know whether it was Tea Party and, and Patriots or you know and the Fed or Black Lives Matter or Occupy. I mean, it doesn't matter that you know this was my whole point, and and the police killing thing, you know it's it's been um it's been a big debate. Is it is it happening more and more often, or is it because mobile technology has made it so that more and more of it can be captured and be seen. And regardless of which one of those it is, you know, now that it's happening and it's a big issue where it's, you know, every day it's in the news somewhere, uh, the, the question becomes, do you, do you want to accept that this is something that's going on and, and try to find a way to fix it, or do you just want to, you know, plant your heels down real firm and just keep yelling Murica with your fingers in your ears and you know, acting like it's not an issue, because it is. Well, I think part of the problem is that we're seeing uh, reports coming out now that, that we're seeing, in general, more crime and violence uh, in general in our world, which obviously goes to, uh, you know, people living off of welfare and, and, and different means that they've been forced into because there's, you know, obviously a, a job crisis in our country, you know. They say that the unemployment levels have dropped, but we just know that most of that's just falling off of that book of, of that number. You know, they've become a different category because they've been there for so long. Yeah, uh, employment reporting is, is as notoriously bad as FBI crime stats reporting. Right. So so the point is, is, is we're seeing more in general crimes. Now, is that causing more uh, police involvement, more police killings? I don't. I, I don't know that for sure. Is that causing more violence towards police? Because we can admit that the numbers of uh, police that have been shot or ambushed or you know attacked has increased this year. Um, we're only slightly ahead of last year and slightly down from the year before, but it's been. You're pretty much looking at a at a two two and a half people a day average getting killed by the police somewhere in America every day. And that's I, I agree. That's a completely unacceptable number, and that's not just by shooting. And we don't hear all the stories, and some are. I mean, we got to admit, James. Some are justified. Some some have to happen. 
you know, sometimes it's going to happen. I think you can agree on that. Like you said, you're not the 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 New York liberal gun hating guy. You're gonna you got to be able to admit that that's going to happen. Yeah, man, dude. I I lived in upstate New York, which is just as as hillbilly as as rednecks are down in the south. You know, I did six years in Georgia. I did ten years in Florida. Like. You know, I'm I'm not just sitting up here in my in my gun vacuum in New York City where no one can own a firearm. Like honestly, you know, like even trying to get a firearm for armed protection in, in a place like New York City is is really difficult. And and I find that mildly disturbing, and yet I can understand the rationale behind it. So I'm I'm kind of in a weird place on the on the ideology versus the constitutional right. Uh, what I do know is that more and more people are getting shot as a byproduct of being approached by the police for limited reasoning. You know, uh, uh, stop and frisk, um, you know, pre-crime screening. Like, this sort of thing drives crime. You know, Walter Scott, literally, you know, traffic stop. You know, boom, shot in the back, and then a gun's dropped next to him. And the old story only comes out after the video comes out. You know, 12-year-old kid in Walmart getting shot for having a BB gun in the sporting goods section where they sell BB guns in an open-carry state. Like, these things keep happening because the, the police are definitely approaching people way too much. I had, a, I had a conversation with somebody last night, and I was like, you know how, like, you know, you hear a lot of protests and people are screaming, fuck the police. Right. Do you ever hear anybody yell, fuck the firemen or fuck the EMTs? Well, no, because no. they're not the ones killing people in the streets. No, you know why? Because they're not going to kill your dog if you dial 911. Right. More importantly, they only come when you call. So that when they do come, there's an emergency, there's a situation, there's a reason for them to be there. Police essentially foist themselves upon anybody and go, hey, is there any crime here? We're looking for some crime. Do you got some crime? Hey, can I check if there's some crime? Like, you're instigating a situation. You're, you're causing a problem that doesn't need to be there. And, and all of the policing problems that you see stem from that. If, if, you're going to, if you're going to create a situation, if you're going to create conflict, you can't sit around and throw your hands in the air and be surprised when there's conflict. No, and I would not disagree with that. Uh, I want to play something for you here that I pulled up. Uh, I think it gives another perspective into, into what we're seeing and, and how other people who maybe have seen things in a different way would think. I'm sure you've seen this already, but I want the listeners to hear it. My biggest question to them is what is y'all's protocol? What makes you shoot a man who does not have a weapon in your hand? We don't even have those rules over in Afghanistan and we're at war. I'm from the military. I, I'm, this is my one-year anniversary of being a civilian. And since I've gotten out, the only thing I've heard is unarmed shooters. So you mean to tell me we could come home and do that to our own people, but I can't do that in the country that we're in war with? That makes no sense to me. So that's why I'm out here protesting. That's why I'm out here letting them know I am a veteran. That makes no sense at all. So either it's the training or they need to start hiring new people. And as I've been saying, you know, I think a lot of it is the training. We've got, you know, my wife was a hairstylist. She had to go to school for two years uh, in order to be a hairstylist, you know. How come a cop is 8 to 13 weeks to become a cop? Uh, and, and I, number one, obviously, I agree with you on it. It's, um, you know, I, I always hear, oh, I feared for my safety, or, oh, I was holding the gun and the gun went off, or, or a lot of what I hear leading into police shootings, you know, when police testify after they've had some time to talk to their union rep and talk to other police and get their shit straight. So, you know, when they come out with their polished story, uh, more often than not, it, it points to it points to procedural 
and, uh, and, and personal uh, reactions. And, and no, I agree with you. You know, uh, you know, you're a veteran. You served. You know, nowadays when you come back, you know, you're talking about 340 days or so to get into a VA to even talk to somebody for an initial consultation to maybe discuss the fact that you know you got some wicked hairy PTSD and you know you're having trouble coping. And in the 340 days it takes to do that. You can apply to join the force, go to an academy, pass through the academy, and become a cop in less time than it takes for the U.S. government to look at you and go, yo, man, we sent you over to war for five years, and your shit is broke, and we want to help you. Well, and, 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 and that's just that's that's a horrible, horrible thing. And, and be careful with the PTSD, and, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. And I know that there's people that have done and seen horrible things. I mean, I ran... From, from the age of 17 until 25, I ran a volunteer EMS squad up in New Jersey. And I've, I've seen things that, that you know, because I was never in combat, thank God. But I've seen things that will never leave my mind that still bother me to this day. And that's a form of PTSD. But keep in mind, we see way too many people claiming that. And I think there's a lot of false PTSD out there. I, I wouldn't disagree that that's the case, um, but you know, to your point, there's a lot of crap people see, and I think that there there needs to be a better determining factor of what is and is not the proper state of mind to be somebody who's entrusted with public safety, given a firearm, the ability to kill people at will with almost no repercussions. I definitely think that that there has to be some kind of a better selection process than. Oh well, you know, you were in Afghanistan for five years, and nothing. You know, you came back in one piece. You would make an awesome cop, brought in at on the sixth year of pay scale with six years of of credit served. You know, so you're only fourteen years away. Rather than saying, "Hey, maybe we should get some people who are a little more, who are a little more thoughtful, who have less stress, who have you know less crap floating around in their head." Then oh it's a twelve year old kid I you know I feared for my safety so my natural reaction was to shoot him fourteen times right well I agree with you I absolutely agree with you I wanted to be a cop at one time that's why I joined the reserves and, and guard when I did because I wanted to become a cop and, and things fell apart and I couldn't become a cop because I made some stupid decisions and I'm glad I didn't become a cop uh, at this point in time in my life but. I don't know if you ever wanted to be that before, and this is, you know, I'm 41 years old, so it's a long time ago that I wanted to do this, 20-something years ago. But you think that maybe we should get some people, or we could get some people, you like Erickson Harrell, Harrell, you know, he is a great example of a good cop. I wish we could have more of them. I I would love to have more good cops. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of, of painting with the broad brush and just saying all cops are bad. Just like, you know, there isn't any group of people who are all bad, except for, you know, maybe Nazis, but we'll, we'll leave that aside. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to turn around and say all police are bad, because obviously they're not. You're talking about a million individuals. The, the statistical chance of a million people out of 300 million all being bad is, is, is next to non-existent. But, you know, we, we always hear the, the, the myth of the good cop, and, and the good cop is going to be the one who, who, you know, points his finger at the bad cop and says... You can't do this, and, and and if you're going to sit around and let shit slide, you're going to let it happen. You know, th then you're complicit in a crime. I, in the same manner that, you know, if my wife goes off and kills somebody, and I help her hide the murder weapon afterwards, you know, I'm charged as an accessory to murder. 
Yet every time there's a police issue, that policeman's partner is never put on charge with him, even though he's complicit in that crime. So there's no, uh, there's no onus or, or, or you know, uh, a drive for responsibility within current policing. So, frankly, why should they change? Just follow the rules of the Fuero, and everything will be okay. You won't have to worry about it. But then again, we see that's not really true. All right, one last thing. We got about five, four or five minutes here. Uh, before we wrap this whole shindig up, uh, there's been a story floating around. Local U.S. police departments are creating their own DNA database of unsuspecting citizens, innocent citizens. Uh, allegedly, there's some some swabbing going on. Uh, this is being done not on a federal level, apparently. Uh, this is being done on a more uh, a more small town level. Have you seen this? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we actually, I did some research on it, and we ran a uh, news video piece about it last week on, uh, on the, uh, the Act TV site. And uh, it's, it's legit. It's not, it's not tinfoil hatty. It's happening in a lot of places. Um, you know, j- just like, uh, you know, mandatory blood draws at DUI stops, which I know those have happened in Georgia and Florida. In Texas. I, I don't think it's, you know, obviously, you know, from a federal level, it's, it, it's building a database. From a state level, um, the, the logical inference is that it is a, it, it's a pilot program that the feds are running through local police because it, it attracts less attention and there's less press involved. Um, you know, a database is always good. They, they've been building a database for 50 years. It still doesn't help them stop terrorism. Or I, was gonna, I was just going to say that. Database. <laughs> I was just going to say that because I talked about that earlier. Why can't the FBI stop the tax? Uh, but that's because they're not supposed to stop them. They need them to happen. Oh, no, of course not. It, it's just like, you know, the, the war on drugs. Like, you know, God forbid we ever actually caught and prosecuted ourselves for bringing in all those drugs. It, the economy would freaking implode. Usually once the U.S. declares war on something, it gets much more popular. Uh, James, James from the Internet, at James from the Internet on Twitter. Uh, Act TV is another place you can find reports from you. Where else can people find you, or where would you like to direct them? Uh, you know, definitely the Twitter, at James FT Internet. You know, I hop around when stuff's going on. I, I tend to travel. Uh, I go as much as I can to, you know, bring on the ground stuff so that people aren't forced to... You know, listen to Don Lemon talk about people being so poor and so black. You know, um, I, I, I try to get to as many places as I can. I try to cover as many stories as I can. Uh, you know, 60 days until the election. Thank God this is going to come to an end because I just don't know how many more Valium prescriptions I could get. What do you think will be more entertaining, Clinton or, uh, or Trump? What would be a more entertaining presidency? Uh, Trump would be more entertaining... Uh, because basically we'd get to watch Mike Pence run the country with his hand up Trump's ass, like flapping his hand open and close <laughs> to make him talk like a mannequin. Uh, so that part would be pretty cool. You know, watching Hillary run it, it's going to be great, like uh, watching the, the smirk of superiority slowly fade off the face of liberals after like another four years of, of empty promises and, you know, environmental and financial ruin. So I am kind of looking forward to that. I just wished... Uh, I could be doing it from across the border in Canada where I'd be safe. I got to go south if I got to leave the country. I can't do the cold. But hey, James, I appreciate your time, my friend. Anytime you want to come join me, reach out, let me know. Uh, I'm always looking for somebody to come just shoot the shit with me uh, and share some information. So I appreciate it, man. 
Definitely, man. And uh, good luck uh, ducking all those uh, Trump and Hillary commercials. I'll be trying to. I'll be trying to. All right. There goes James. Thanks a lot, my friend. Have yeah, a great man. evening. Hey, you guys have been listening to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. You know, we do it every week, or we try to do it every week, Buzzy. I know you got to hold me to the fire. Uh, we'll see what we got for you next week. Hopefully it's just as good. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth What it takes But it takes a long time the dirt to see grace when I'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when I'm risking it all with no time to waste fuck this red race I'm leaving this place it's time to blast off destination space The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life Now's time to connect It's an SOS The death's been sent So now we just wait And hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum And the light shone from a
you guys so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity Yeah. 